0: everyone this is Virginia Parsons your hangout mentor and the host of the inspirational businesswoman show where it is my passion and my purpose to provide you the entrepreneur with a goldmine of inspirational tips strategies and advice to help you grow your business from inspirational businesswomen in the know I know that your time is valuable and I appreciate you taking the time to be with us here today and I do care about you so let us know where you're hanging out from would you just type that in the comment section let us know who you are and where you're hanging out from that would be terrific and what we're going to be doing today is talking to a very special lady about communication secrets so before we get started I want to let you know that today's show is sponsored by hangout-marketing.com and at hangout-marketing.com you can go there and take a wonderful assessment this assessment won't take you long it is all about learning how to use hangouts in there and other forms of live stream broadcasting to brand grow and market your business and so once you take the assessment you're going to receive some great information that's going to measure your your skill set and your knowledge base and using these remarkable tools so take advantage of that by texting the word success S-U-C-C-E-S-S to 307-269 2040 or you can go to hangout-marketing.com there those will get you the assessment and you might even qualify for a free strategy session with me where we will get into the nitty-gritty of your business and how you can use live stream broadcasting and hangouts on air to grow your business so take advantage of that won't you? All right, let's introduce today's guest. Today's guest is Joni Winberg. Now, Joni is an interpersonal skills specialist and a divorce mentor, and she has founded Fresh Start After Divorce, and you know, it is all about having a fresh start, isn't it? But this all evolves around communication skills, and Joni's going to share with us today communication secrets that no one is talking about. So I want you to get your pen and your paper ready because I know these are going to apply to you. It has nothing to do with whether or not you're going through a divorce. It has to do with getting along with people and building quick and powerful relationships. So we're going to talk about the simple formula to build better relationships. We're also going to discuss how you can reduce the time that's required to get to know a person. And finally, what everyone wants to know, right? How do other people perceive you? Joni's got the answers for you so Joni come on in and say hi to our audience won't you hi
1: there it's great to be here
0: good well we're loved, we love having you here and what I'd, I'd like to start with Joni is a little bit about you and your background I mean as a conflict resolution specialist and interpersonal skills specialist and now working as a divorce mentor I know you've got an extensive background that I think people would like to hear about and I'm sure there's a story that goes along with this mm-hmm. that will be helpful to people to understand how important communication is. So go ahead with that. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I actually I like got divorced the back in
1: in, in the 1990s and there was not a lot of help back then and what I found I was you know great family mentor and all of that our family counselor but then I thought show me some skills to get along co-parent how to be the best I could be the best mom I could be I was concerned about my children growing up to have a healthy happy relationship in their own right so when I started to, to look around there was absolutely nothing there that's why I became a divorce mentor because I wanted the tools the how to, I had plenty of philosophy, but now I was looking for, tell me how to do this. Then I saw how people were not communicating very clearly and I trained for many, many years and learned to um, actually become an advanced communication skill and interpersonal coach. And at that point there, I started to recognize, hmm, I did marry my opposite, which most of us do. Hard to communicate with that. Um, And then I started even talking with uh, leadership in corporate world because there was a lot of conflict in the corporate world amongst the, uh, the coworkers. And then I thought, well, how do I raise my children as a single mom and understand that they're all unique, but how do I speak their language? So all of this started to surface. So if you've ever asked yourself these questions concerning, could be your ex, your significant other, your spouse, Your children your teenagers co-workers or even your boss why did you do that what were you thinking or maybe you said this to yourself what is the matter with that person why can't they be more normal like me well this is where we all come from and we probably say this several times a day scratch our heads all the time like I can't believe this person just did that or said that so that's where a lot of stress and frustration comes in so I've set my intention To help people sort that out, and mostly because working with women and men after divorce, and they're ready to jump into the dating game again, let's not let's not date the person we just divorced. Let's get to have some clarity (laughs) first.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, clarity, and I love that. You know, we all do this. We say things like, "Why, you know." you were just making examples of why other people say that, but I know growing up and getting older and more mature, but on the path, I said things like, why did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say that? And I think that we all need to pay attention to how we communicate, how we express ourselves. And, you know, I think there's a challenge in today's times because we're not communicating as much as we used to directly are we we Mm -hmm. I mean I took a picture over the holidays of my whole family there must have been eight in the living room and granted they were playing a game but still every one of them were holding their phone looking down at it Mm -hmm. and doing something on their phone I had to take a picture of it because I said this is a sign of the times we are all gathered here together it's really important that we talk to each other
1: And then understand each other. So the formula we were talking about for the number one tip there, the simple formula, first of all, you've got to understand yourself. Then you've got to understand others. And so you're basically saying, why do I do what I do? Just like you said. But then you want to understand why others do what they do. Understand their perspective. Everybody, you might say something to three or four people in front of you, but they're all interpreting it differently by their own style of listening in their own personality style. So we have to realize this. I had uh, one client, she said to me, doesn't everybody think the way I do? And I said, I'm sorry, they don't. So we have to understand that. So we're really coming from the point that you, the formula is first you understand yourself, then you understand others, you put all of this information together, then you create a great relationship or in the business world, a great powerful team and you can be that leader. So. The biggest thing is people don't really understand why they do what they do or why they react like they do. So I was going to say this would be the part for someone to grab a pen and pa- pencil because this is what I really would like a person to start thinking and and uh, observing about others. So when I meet somebody first with my training, I'm first saying to them, hmm, are they more outgoing or are they more reserved? Because if they're more reserved, I'm going to back it up a little bit and Be more you know speak maybe a little bit more slower or just to be more calm or or just not be high energy and then I want to know is this person more task focused or more people focused maybe you've noticed people that seem to love to talk a lot and be with others well they're people focused or oriented have you noticed others who tend to be shy reserved quiet prefer to do you know, more task work. So when you start to observe people in this, now you're starting to understand who they are. Um, And so even just to start to understand yourself first, to say, am I more of a bottom liner? Am I direct? Or am I more focused on fun and personality and talking and maybe uh, I'm impulsive? Or am I shy or I want harmony, I want everyone to get along? or a more task focused where I'm like an accountant everything's in order so here we are starting to observe the different styles so if you're approaching these people and I recognize that that person is more bottom line am I gonna have a lot of big f- conversation am I going to have a lot of fluff no I'm gonna go right to the bottom line if I see the person's fun and loving likes to joke around maybe I'll start a conversation with a joke or if I see someone shy and wants more harmony, I might just take it slow and ask how the family is. If I see someone's very techie and wants the details, then I'm going to make sure that I've done my homework and I have all the facts in place. So you can see where just this little bit of information I've given you is starting to help you recognize first, where are you coming from? And where is the person coming from that you're talking to? So you can pretty much, um, and that's why I offer an introductory course, Ginny, so a person can do this really quickly with me. They can take um, a self-discovery report. It's a six-page printout all about you, and then I, you have an hour with me to explain it. But this is where you'd really learn all this good stuff. lot of information
0: great great information so did you guys get that down (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's so when
1: you're yeah we can simplify when you observe somebody are they outgoing or they reserved are they more task focused or more people focused and you can start to notice people like that and people don't even know that or they're not conscious of it but once you start to observe other people it's amazing how you can turn your conversation around to really the purpose of all of this is so that I'm adapting to you so that we can have an easy conversation can you imagine couples that marry as it's all known that we marry our opposites and we don't understand our opposites that's the least amount of information we have for our opposites so if someone's coming from a very task focused Um, organized loves plans and procedures and they get attracted to the fun-loving free spirit loves to talk well this conflict right there so how do you meet in the middle and um, I actually did this process with my children when I first started this whole thing because I wanted to know how to how I could speak their language so they'd hear me my dad was very conservative harmony organized my son was like impulsive what are we gonna to do today fun uh, so I asked them to understand each other and how could they meet in the middle and my son said to my daughter well I can help you lighten up because you're just too serious and she says well I can get you I can help you get organized because you're just a slob you know so <laughs> so they started to understand each other but can you imagine how they learned to respect each other and then on the other hand knew that, They couldn't try to change that person because that's who they are and this is where I see a lot of conflict with couples I wish people would take this before they even dated or married because if it's my opposite and I want more of you to be like me it's not gonna happen you know what I mean we have to say we're unique we're special Um, there's a formula that we use in the corporate world that um, experience
0: I want want, want to interrupt for just a moment because I know you're so passionate about this information but and which means that you lean forward okay Sometimes you lean forward we lose your mouth in your lower third okay <laughs> thanks for telling me that Look back just a little bit and then let go ahead okay great thanks
1: uh, there's a formula that we use in the corporate world where we have people understand that experience and knowledge is only 15% of success in the workplace And the other 85% are people skills. So if we don't have the people skills, it doesn't matter all the knowledge you have, all the experience. But if you can't communicate and get along, it doesn't matter. So I really like to focus, uh, you know, how to reduce that time to get to know a person. I've been talking about that a little bit. That's number two. And I mentioned it. Observe the people first as far as their body language. If you see somebody... Talking very quickly, they're more outgoing. If someone's talking more of a slower pace, then they're shy, they're quiet, and you want to adapt to this. But talking about couples again, if um, once again, the usually the ones that are attracted to each other and marry are the ones that's where the people are very organized, slow, slower paced, uh, are attracted to the fun loving party person. And so I how, try to help them so get... No, what, what you're saying yeah. is
0: opposites attract. That is just yes. known the to opposites be
1: attract, and then we have a saying, then they attack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, so, the, um, so when I was working with one particular couple, I said, you know, understand how you can meet in the middle. So they were going on a trip, and they could just feel the conflict and the stress building. And I said, well, you both have great skills here. Let's use them. So I said, you're the organized person, you go online, you get all the deals, you book the flights, the hotel, but the other person, who's the party person, will then have the control when you get there, and they'll be in charge of the partying, and so when they started to realize how they were using each other's benefits, instead of letting it bug them, because what... um, What we fall in love with while we're dating is our opposites because it's kind of filling a void or it's a world that we don't know. But then they get married or in a long-term relationship. Those one-time things that were great now are the quirks that bug
0: the person. And that's what happens. Um, Well, this would also be um, valuable for team building as well. I mean, if you're working in a corporate environment, you definitely need to have the ability to find each other's strengths and work so that 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 gives you the balance that you need within a group.
1: Absolutely. When I do corporate training for, I do a lot with banks and they're trying to figure out the different skills of some of their new leaders. And we will actually put them through a four hour program like this and they'll learn their skills. And then they'll ask me for recommendations where they should go as far as climbing the ladder and what department. And sometimes we've actually decided a different direction because they did not have those people skills that were maybe necessary if they were working more directly with people. Maybe they were better behind the scenes because they liked the, the task and the planning and the process work instead. So um, this is very helpful in the corporate world. Uh, they love it. very. They love it.
0: Yeah, uh, it totally it totally makes sense that, first of all, <laughs> Hey, all of us who are used to doing a lot of texting to communicate or emailing to communicate, we still need to get along with people in the real world. And mm-hmm. we need to be able to come together, support mm-hmm. one another, build on our strengths, offload what we're not good at. This is all good about building business in general. Mm-hmm. Do what you're really good at and offload the rest. Mm-hmm. And as a result, you're gonna you're gonna end up with the most powerful type of communication, and therefore the best relationships mm-hmm. so all of this is about reducing the time that it takes to get to know someone uh, you know one of the things I love about hangouts on air as you all know and all the other forms of live stream broadcasting particularly these where we have a communication back and forth blab would be another example um, is that we're we're able to connect in real life from around the world so mm-hmm. this this type of medium is increasing communication Absolutely. And I love it it's increasing connections it's increasing relationships however if we spend a lot of time communicating just via text and email you're gonna miss out on some of these skills that could be very beneficial and balancing to you as a whole definitely um, Joni great tips and so do you have anything else you want to add to that topic? There's actually some good, great basic information. I see where a lot of conflict happens is that we
1: have certain expectations. Even if we're looking for an apology and we expect, say, um, there were conflicts, a person is expecting an apology. Now, once again, the different personalities, the one that's a dominant, demanding, doer, my way, the highway, bottom liner, they will might say to you, well, I'll apologize to you if you want one then the one that's more fun-loving and a people person says oh I'm so sorry but do you still love me because they need to feel accepted and then the other style who wants harmony and everyone to get along might say I'm sorry I'm sorry oh I'm just so sorry they might apologize four times and then the person who's more of a techie person won't apologize because they probably said well I've done my homework and I'm right so don't expect it so the reason I'm pointing this out is this is where the conflict comes in people have certain expectations based on their own style of what they should be receiving and this is where I work with a lot of um, people going through divorce um, to help that co-parenting run smoother to say you know what I was hoping for an apology but once they realize that personalities then they get over it because they know it's never going to come from that style or that person. It's just like um, if you can visualize the major types of personality, I like to compare them like the types of cars. So for example, someone who's driving a Hummer plowing through front of the line, follow me. Um, Then there's the other personality who drives a red convertible waving to their friends because they just love, to be the center of attention and then the the other style a person might be driving a minivan because they're all about friends and family and everyone getting along and then the one that's more of a techie um, detail-oriented person they're driving whatever um, consumer report tells them that they should be driving so I break it up into this kind of categories because once we understand this and we don't have expectations from that other person based through our perspective that's how we start to get along Um, and that's why I'm saying um, that can reduce the time quickly if we recognize some of this especially if you're starting to date again your second time around Um, I believe fully Jenny that people that's why the divorce rate for second and third divorce are is even higher because people have just done the repeated the same thing and have not done the homework and understand each other's other personalities beforehand. So that just proves to me that they haven't done the work or yeah, understand.
0: So, so what you're saying is you do need to do work, and I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. I you know, I went through, as you know, I went through a divorce many, many years ago. And, you know, in the process, I had to think about who I was. I had to rediscover myself, number That's one. Right. Because I had been, I got married very young, and I had to, you know, sort of, sit back and say, well, who am I really? Because I became the identity of the couple and the mom, but I hadn't mm-hmm. taken the time um, in adulthood, in early adulthood, to distinguish really who I was. And why do I do what I do? Why do I like to
1: maybe join, uh, enjoy a quiet moment? Or why do I love to be in the middle of a party? You know, because I'm more focused on people or, or am I focused more on tasks? So if we understand this, then we can start to um, maybe attract someone that's a little bit more like us versus opposites I recommend that to many people I'll say you know what it's nice to have some opposites some little bit of uh, variety but get some of the that um, comfort zone that is good for you um, so hopefully that helps people just to start observing others
0: <laughs> and I have another whoops now I'm unmuted. <laughs> I have, and, and one of the reasons I'm muting is because we are simulcasting on, on, on Periscope. And thank you, everyone from Periscope, for being with us today. And uh, Periscope has to hear my speaker, so I have them turned up. And then we don't want any feedback on the Hangout. So <laughs> that's technology. You got to work with it. Anyway, uh, another question I was going to ask you, Joni, is about mirroring. Now that's something that I learned a long time ago when you're communicating with someone and I think it's similar to you saying you know what is their what is their personality style are they outgoing or are they reserved because in mirroring when I've been working with people who are clients that I was coaching I found that it helps them relax and feel more at ease with you if you not not obtrusively but gently mirror their speaking style their Mm -hmm. intonation so for instance if they're they're a fast speaker I'm gonna pick up my pace if they're a slow speaker or if they're a soft speaker I'm going to slow down Mm -hmm. lower my voice and my intonation so that they feel that that familiarity Um, Mm -hmm. same thing as far as you know their the posturing although I don't think mimicking someone's posture is is appropriate, but you can do, you know, some things like that. Like if someone's leaning forward when they're talking to you, that would be a time for me to lean in. And if someone's leaning back, that would be a time for me to give them more space. What are your um, insights on mirroring behavior? Well, hats off to you, first Jenny,
1: because you're conscious about this. See, a lot of people are not conscious about this, and it's all about themselves. So they feel as though it's just what they want and that's why there's a lot of conflict during divorce it's like this is what I want versus having an understanding about the other person and respecting them marrying is perfect because that's really what it is I'm basically trying to understand appreciate respect you marry you in your tone in your body language your behavior just so that I can have a good conversation it's amazing when we do Mira Or do respect that other person how quickly the conversation goes or how smoothly it goes and how in the corporate world you can be put so much more productive and easily get that work done so this is what people are starting to observe but it's hard because a lot of people say well that means that I'm not honoring myself if I'm just um, if it's all about you then I don't want to lose my perspective well being a true leader if we jump to the corporate world for a minute is that I can still have my perspective but I can respect and honor yours to hear it so that we can meet in the middle and the bottom line in the corporate world as we all know we want to be as um, more as as productive as we can so that's what helps so many people when I was doing something in a workshop one time in a corporate uh, business environment, the COO took this self discovery report and said, wow, it's one thing about talking about yourself, but seeing it in a black and white six page report on a positive note, we stress that on a positive note, I didn't realize this was really me. And then she saw how others perceived her because she comes on so strong And doesn't really watch her tone and people would run from her if they saw her walking down a hallway she said oh that's how others perceive me no wonder they run from me so it was such an eye-opener for her to say oh wow I need to be aware of this so she said now I've got to soften my tone and not um, be so driven that I'm not respecting and listening to others but that was such a big aha moment and she was a coo of a huge company isn't that wonderful
0: wow. well you know i would call that whole approach and i don't know if anyone else has termed it this way but i would call it empathetic listening hmm. and empathetic responding or maybe better empathetic communicating hmm. so you you're you're if you want to receive what someone else is sharing with you if you really want to get it not listen to it with an agenda but get what they're doing get what they're trying to express I think you have to move a bit into their mode of being Mm. because again I think that brings out what they're trying to communicate better if if you're here's an example I would think about is if you're the type of person's pretty overbearing and you move in on someone a lot of people will find that very uncomfortable And want to move back from it, but you could just move into them with it and show the same enthusiasm or uh, the same empathy for where they're coming from, and then move back as you know. So it's comfortable. I I think that would be an interesting experiment to do, especially with people who do have that way of wanting to get into your space. Uh, (laughs) You know, we all have different space. Well, the other thing, once again. the person that's
1: more of the dominant demanding do or my way or the highway is really based on ego. And so for them, and that's dealing with a lot of CEOs, supervisors. So for them to go there first to think that they have to adapt to anybody is like, what do you mean? People adapt to me. I don't adapt to anybody. So I was so proud of the COO because that was huge for her to admit And to look in the mirror, that she had to do something about it. A lot of um, corporate, you know, uh, CEOs don't go there. So I, when I work with them one on one, it's really at this point working on the egos. That you know, it doesn't mean you're weak or, you know, you can't still be the boss. But you know, that um, I always say to them, you know, there's a great. quote that says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I said, that's the big thing for them. Um, And you know, their opposites are the person who are shy and harmony and want everyone to get along. And these are the two types of people that attract each other in a marriage or a relationship. So you can see the strong person and the other person who can't protect their boundaries Boy, you can see the future conflicts there if they can't work it out and understand each other. It um, I've been in the middle of those.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you have. And I have one more question around corporate communication mm-hmm. because I think this is a big part of business, you know, mm-hmm. whether or not you're a solopreneur or you're in a big company, you need to get along with the with the corporate um, what is it called? the there's a term for it. Corporate, that's nah, not coming to me. The point being i'm I'm wondering about someone who is less, um, aggressive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, more timid, as you would say, more introverted in their communication style. Well, shy but,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, shy. <laughs> what would you suggest for them in dealing with a, a, a overbearing boss or an overbearing manager? Because I know a lot of people end up leaving jobs and positions just because mm-hmm. they can't get along with the different
1: personalities. Well, number one, when that's why I love this six page process, because it really gives them the confidence, and they can find that at firststartafterdivorce.com. But if they they see themselves first on this in this report and they see that they are shy and they, they that's who they are, and it's okay not to be making quick decisions, that they do need to sleep on it, and they're not a fast decision maker, which is means fine that's okay we, we all met people who need to sleep on it and get you, get back to you in the morning let me just process it so if they can see that i had one client said to me wow i thought there was always something wrong with me because i could not make a quick decision like my boss and i said your opposites here respect who you are but protect your boundaries this is a group that has a hard time saying no but once you can help them believe in themselves, and then how do you deal with that, boss? If you're going into the office with the conversation, once again, remember, they're bottom liners. They don't want a lot of fluff. If They start looking at their watch, or your eyes are glazed over, you're talking too much. Go there, say this is how, because all they're caring about, bottom line. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to be successful. This is how we're going to reach our goals. They love it. So once again, and know that this person, if it's ego-based, if that person is not willing to be con- conscious enough to do something about that or soften their edges, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about it. And you just have to s- understand that person is based so much on ego. Um, uh, it's it's pretty tough in the, in the workplace as well as a marriage if you have that. So much of a, a strain, but once again, to recap, help that person believe in themselves that they are good enough, that they need to take care of their boundaries. You can say no, and then when you do talk with uh, any kind of management, bottom line it quick. All oh, they will bring the numbers; they're happy
0: with that. <laughs> got it. Got it All right, so um, I want to wrap this up this has been great information I hope you've been taking lots of notes because that's important you know the whole purpose of my show is to give you tips and strategies that you can take action on right so I love it that you're here and you're listening thank you so much for being with us today but I really would love to hear if you're taking action on these tips or you know write down what is it that you found the most valuable today in all the information Joni's provided so I want to sort of wrap this up, Joni, with um, a good tip or two on understanding how people perceive you. How do you realize that? How do you get in tune with how others see you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And once again, first understand yourself
1: and then believe in yourself. And that's why, once again, um, with the introductory offer that we're having, Ginny, they can go to I don't. It doesn't matter if you're divorced or not you can still go there and then see the introductory offer it's so inexpensive and you get an hour with me we explain your six um, page report and you'll understand why you do what you do and then you have all these aha moments of why your boss does what he does or she does why your former or your children or teenagers do what they do because you've figured out that simple formula and then um, you know don't Don't be upset on page five when it does say, this is how people perceive you, (laughs) because it's important to hear that. But you know what? Take that information and run with it and learn from it and say, how do I adapt? And the old saying, Jenny, is that we can't change anybody. The only person we can work on is ourselves. So this is the whole goal is look at it with an open mind and say, you know what? Maybe I people do perceive me that way. How can I be better at it? And that's what it's all about.
0: Well, and that's what life is all about. How can I just continue to grow and become better a person, and you know, offer myself in better ways to the world, and be authentic all at the same time? These are things we're always working on. And you know, as you grow up, you you're very much, I think, in the people pleasing mode um, more so. Oh, well, there's not person. There's some personalities that certainly are just right in your face, right from the, get-go. <laughs> are. but um, I think in general, as you're younger, you, you have more of a tendency and a desire to be um, accepted.
1: Well, 30% of the population, that's the largest part of the population are the people pleasers. That's a, that's a, a stat I forgot to share. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So if people pleasing is getting in the way, as you get a little older, more mature, more experienced in life, you can let go of some of that. So that's part of working on yourself. So Joni, I think it would be great if people do go to freshstartafterdivorce.com and pick that up because it sounds like it's going to be very revealing and how how you're perceived, as you say, and then helping you understand how to relate to other personality types. So, I love this information. I want to thank everyone for being here. You know, we had to pre-record this particular show for you hangout hang out on air viewers because Joni just wasn't available at my normal time, and I felt the information was so valuable that I wanted to get it to you no matter what. So, we are not having an after show today, but please leave your comments and your questions for Joni in the comments section, and she will respond to you so it's not that you can't get your questions answered you just can't get them answered live today of course you know most of the time my broadcasts for you on the inspirational businesswoman show are live so I want to thank you for being here today I appreciate you taking the time if you found this information valuable please share it would you just tweet it out or like it and share it on all the different social media because we want to touch people's lives in positive ways and I hope that Joni's information has touched you today in a way that you can go out and make a difference go out and take these tips and strategies and apply them in your own life so thank you Joni so much thank for being you. here with us today any last words before we say
1: bye-bye oh, thanks and and um, happy communicating <laughs>
0: Sounds good. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on the Inspirational Businesswoman Show. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.